Welcome to the Southside Community Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. one. I'm going to read the first three verses, and then we're going to jump over to another chapter. Hebrews 1, verse 1, it said, God, who at sundry times and in times past, and to the fathers, I'm, I'm sorry, let me start over. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of of his glory and the express image of his person that's Jesus amen look the express image of God upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins set down on the right hand of the majesty on high remember that has purged our sins, set down on the right hand of majesty on high. Now I want to go over here to chapter 4. Chapter 4 and verse 9. It says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick, that means it's alive, and powerful, that means it's active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to and dividing the sunder uh, of the soul and spirit and of it and of the joints and marrow it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, praise God, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, 
but was in all points tempted like as we are. Note that. Yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might attain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful once again for the opportunity of being in the house of God. We're so thankful, Lord, for your word and the power, Lord, that it has, God. And we realize, Lord, that we're just human and our, our lips are made of clay, God. And there's no way that we could preach the gospel and preach this passage of scripture without the Holy Spirit's divine help. So we cry and pray out today, God, for an intercession this morning in this service. Touch each heart, touch each life. Help me, God, to bring forth your word today. Lord, we pray. For without it, God, we cannot do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, I... Well, I wasn't going to read uh, in chapter 1. But I was thinking about this. Paul was preaching to the Jews, those that had been converted, and those who, uh, and the, uh, uh, the Gentiles. But he, and he mentioned that, that uh, you know, in times past, in the, uh, 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 in the times, I'm trying to think of the word, dispensations of time, how God worked this all out. He had the prophets bring forth the word and bring forth the prophecy and judgment and, and the word of God. Huh? These men. But in the last days, hallelujah, he had his son. He spoke to us through Jesus Christ, the divine Son of God. There is a difference. Huh? Amen? And he said here, huh? Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of all, of all things by the word of his power, when he had purged our sins, has sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Praise God. Huh? Hallelujah. I tell you, this work, my friend, huh, that we read about in the Bible is the greatest work that was ever done. Yes. Huh? When Christ, I tell you, came in and done the work huh, in the heart of men. Praise God. Huh? I'll tell you what's going on here and what's happening. Over here, it said here in verse 9. There remaineth a rest for the people of God. Thank God for that this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, what was taking place here in the chapters before uh, chapter 4? Paul was, was uh, teaching them and preaching to them, these people. And he was telling them of, of the, the unbelief of the Israelites. How they didn't believe God. And uh, so anyway, do you remember how uh, that 
the, uh, the Israelites, the Hebrews were in Egyptian bondage there in Egypt. And God, and God sent Moses. You remember the story. I don't want to go back over all that history. But he sent Moses, huh? And Moses was the deliverer, huh? Of the Israelites and the Jewish people. Remember, these were God's people. These were the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, huh? God made a covenant with Abraham that he would bless his seed, huh? And all the world would be blessed through Abraham. And this was his seed. This was his people, huh? And he sent Moses down there, huh? You remember uh, the story? And uh, uh, Moses went down and he spoke to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. Free my people. Right. And Pharaoh hardened his heart and he wouldn't do it, huh? And there was ten plagues on Egypt. And the last plague was death, huh? And Pharaoh couldn't take it anymore. And he let him go. And they come out of Egypt, huh? And the Egyptians give them gold. They give them silver. They give them cattle. They give them all the necessities that they would need when they left Egypt, huh? Praise God. They was heading somewhere. They was heading somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, God had a place for them. And they left Egypt. Huh? And they went on down. You remember, we could preach so much on this stuff. Across the Red Sea, was crossing to the wilderness, huh? And I'll tell you where they was heading. They were heading to Canaan land. That was the promised land, my friend, that God gave Abraham. Huh? This land of Canaan was where God's descendants, my friend, would, would come in and settle in that land and, and live their life in this land that flowed with milk and honey. Huh? Praise God. You see, God was going to take care of them. Huh? God was their God. And they were His people. Huh? And he done great things, huh? He 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 departed the Red Sea. I tell you the scripture said they went through on dry ground. Hallelujah! And the Egyptians that fallen under were drowned in the sea. Right. Huh? Yes. And before all that happened, uh, Moses said, The Egyptians you see today, you'll see no more. Huh? They crossed the Red Sea, they went in the wilderness. Huh? And it was a rough time, huh? Listen, they they was traveling through this wilderness, this barren land, huh? And they had no homes, huh? They had not, they was not established, huh? And God was taking them through the wilderness. He was feeding them from bread from heaven, huh? He was watering them out of the rock, huh? It was a rough life. But I tell you what, they were headed to the promised land. Just like you and I this morning. Hallelujah. God saved us. And he's going to take us to heaven. Amen. The promised right. land. That's right. Huh? Yes. Praise Amen. God. Yes. Huh? And they went through the wilderness and they complained and they murmured against Moses. Huh? Huh? And Moses kept them going. Huh? Moses interceded. God, I tell you, got angry. Huh? At times. And, and and thought he'd be better off just to destroy him, huh? And start over with another.
set them apart for the work of his kingdom. They called it the Canaan land experience. So they sent out the spies, my friend, and they all came back. And they came back with that cluster of grapes. You remember that? Huh? Caleb, don't say it, but Caleb and Joshua, I believe, was the ones who was carrying them. I heard that preached one time. Mark Akers, uh, father-in-law, had mentioned that and he believed it was Caleb and Joshua that carried those great old cluster grapes on their shoulders back huh? Huh? because they're the ones that had the witness that God had given them the land Amen. and they come back and uh, they give their report to Moses huh? and they said surely this is a great land Huh? It's surely a land that floweth with milk and honey. Huh? It's just like you described, and it's a great land the Lord that the Lord said He would give us. Huh? But it's full of giants. Huh? There's men in there of great statue and of great uh, uh, warriors. Huh? We're not able. Huh? We're. <laughs> I didn't tell you, I didn't think I was going to preach on this today, huh? But they said, huh? We are grasshoppers in their sight. We're nothing, huh? But a measly old peasant. We can't take over, take the land, huh? They'll destroy us and squash us and kill us and we'll be nothing. They're too much for us. It's basically what they said, huh? But Joshua and Caleb said, huh? We are well able. Our God has given us this land. Amen. Right. Huh? Yes. They was ready to go. Huh? They were ready to go. Joshua and Caleb, uh, two out of the twelve witnesses, were ready to go and fight and take the land that God had given them. Mm-hmm. Huh? God got upset. Huh? At these people. Huh? He went to Moses and told Moses, uh, they'll never go in. Huh? Listen, they don't trust in me. They don't believe in me. Huh? 
generation, my friend, like you spoke about this morning, that has faith. God spoke to their hearts, huh? And they're going to do the work that God has called them to do. We're going to end and we're going to fight this for this land. Amen. Huh? And that's what he's coming down to here, right here. Huh? When he says this, huh? It says, let us therefore labor. That means be diligent in your and I Christian life. In our walk, in our faith, be diligent Huh? To enter into his rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Mm -hmm. Huh? I want to tell you this morning, the biggest, and I believe this with all my heart, huh? And maybe if I if I can explain it right, the biggest sin and the biggest reason people will mess heaven today is because of unbelief. Right. Huh? They just don't believe in God. They don't believe in Him that He's able to save and change and transform. Or they don't believe God can take them through the trials of life after they're saved. Huh? After they have given their heart to God, he, they just can't believe Him to take them through. Right, right. Huh? Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've seen it in people. I tell you, people that I had confidence in. People that that were the example of ten things that happened to them and they gave up hope and they gave up and fell into unbelief. I tell you, they're not ready for heaven. Huh? That's what he's saying. He's warning these people. Keep the faith. Huh? Listen. Keep a hold of God. Huh? Listen. There's a heavenly rest. There's an eternal rest here in this book that I read this morning. Hallelujah. And that's the heavenly rest. And you and I have loved ones that are in that eternal rest. Right. Amen. Amen. Right. Praise God. They're there. Huh? They cease from their labors. Huh? I thought of my dad. I can't help it. Every time I study and think, I think of him. He's an example and a help to me. Huh? All the labor, huh? The physical labor that he worked, huh? In this earthly life, down through the years, held two jobs, huh? Uh, Mom can tell you all about it. Took care of our ki us kids, huh? All that labor that he did, huh? And then all the labor that he did in the church, right. huh? The spiritual labor, huh? That he did. Huh? Taught Sunday school for all those years. Preached the gospel, huh? I went out and visited the sick and, the, and those that were afflicted, huh? Went out and prayed for families. 
done funerals, huh? All this labor, huh? That he done for God. And now, hallelujah, because he was faithful to his last breath, he has entered this eternal rest. Amen. Amen. Huh? Praise God. Hallelujah. We're in the land this morning. There's eternal rest for you and I. For the faithful people of God that will hold on to this. Amen. Yes. And it said here, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Huh? Piercing even and dividing asunder the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents let me read the next verse because it goes exactly with it. Neither is there anything, is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all are, but all things are naked and, and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Let me tell you something, my friend, this morning, church. The word of God uh, has all power and all authority. Yes, it is over everything. The divine word of God. The scripture said that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Right. Huh? I want to tell you this morning, I tell you when we preach this gospel, when we preach the Bible, I want to tell you something, we need to preach it with authority. Huh? Praise God. This world, I tell you, is so lost. Huh? These, I tell you, our congressmen, huh? And our and our government and the people, listen, that are running this nation, they are so twisted in their thinking, huh? They're so messed up, and they think they're the authority, huh? And that they have always say so. But I want to tell you, they'll stand before God one of these days and give an account right. to the one that has all the authority. Right, right. That's huh? right. These books will be open, huh? Change our laws, huh? Allowing homosexuality, marriage, huh? All this perverted stuff. I'm going to preach on that one of these days and burn it up, huh? If God will give me the, the authority and the power to, I'll burn it up. It aggravates me so much. What they're trying to teach our children and our society in their twisted, perverted minds. Huh? But I want to tell you something. The book is going to be open one of these days. The divine word of God. I tell you, it'll consume like a fire and yeah, burn them up. That's right. Huh? Yes. God's yes. word. Huh? Praise God. Amen. I want to tell you something. The Word of God uh, has three things behind it. It has God, it has God's Son, and it has the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It has the Trinity to back it up right. on what it says. Huh? It's sharper. Huh? I know I'll quit here in a minute. I tell you, the Apostle Paul, I, I can't get over this analogy that he gave here. I tried to look at it and study it. I finally got it, I think, early this morning. I asked the Lord to help me to understand it. Huh? 
This sword in Bible times was everything. Huh? You lived and you died by the sword. Huh? You fought with the sword. Huh? The sword is what killed your enemies. Huh? Those who was going to overtake you or take your family. Huh? It was just like in our modern times, it's just like having a gun. Huh? Something to protect us. They had the sword. Huh? Amen. It was, it was designed for battle and designed for killing. Huh? For killing people. That's exactly what it was made for. And that's what the soldiers carried was a sword. Huh? I know I'm getting off the subject, but I'll tell you what. What did the scripture say? Huh? The sword of the spirit mm -hmm. is the word of God. Amen. Right. <laughs> right. Cutting, huh? And piercing and knocking down and destroying. Yes. Okay, they made those swords. Huh? They had those blades on them. I don't know how many of them was one-sided. There was one-sided blades, two-sided blades, double-edged sword. And I tell you, it was a, it's a barbaric way to kill somebody. But they would stab that sword. They'd run that sword in the men, huh? And I tell you, they'd go in there and it would cut. And they aimed for the vital organs. They aimed for the heart, the lungs, huh? those things that would damage them, huh? And they jammed that sword in there, my friend, and pull it out, huh? Or they would slice, huh? And you've seen them old movies where they slice and cut, huh? Until they got to them and eventually killed them, huh? The battle that they didn't use and the design the sword was for, huh? Often. I'll tell you one of the worst things that probably, one of the worst deaths would be to be stabbed to death. It's probably the most, probably the worst death there could be. Other than burning. They say burning's really bad. But anyway, being stabbed, being cut, and ran through a sword. See, <clears throat> the way I understand it, your body has G-forces, and it can only take so much. And when you get over the limit of the G-forces, that's what kills you. That's when you give it up. And those swords, I tell you, they would ram them in somebody, and the G-forces were so powerful and strong, huh? It didn't take much to kill them because of the shock, huh? the penetration huh? of that sword. That's what kills people. Your body can only take so much. Huh? And Paul was saying here, no, the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Huh? Now listen, <laughs> Paul was talking about uh, the spiritual sword of God. Do <laughs> you hear what I'm saying this morning? Huh? He was preaching about God's word, that sword, huh? That invisible sword that cuts right down to the soul and spirit of men, right where they're living, right where they're thinking, huh? Right where their their pleasures, huh? And their sensualities and everything that turns them and makes them work and makes them the character and the person that they are. The sword cuts right to the heart. 
And it discerns the thoughts. It discerns the intentions and the motivations. Do you hear me this morning? We as humans don't know people's heart. We only know what's on the outside and how they act and what they do, huh? We don't know their thoughts and intentions. Huh? God knows it. Praise God for this, huh? That the word of God, I'm so glad this morning, listen, and you that are saved this morning has felt the sword, listen, penetrate through your heart and saved your soul. That's what happened to me. God penetrated his sword in me. Amen, that's right. And showed me I was lost. Yes. And gone to hell. And would miss this eternal place. Yes. Praise the Lord. Cut right through us. Thank God for the sword of God. Huh? Those people missing. Huh? That's what he was telling them. Praise God. I know I got to quit. It's already 10 till. Huh? I want to tell you something. Have you ever heard of this? I've heard this many times. Huh? That there'll be sinners come to church, come to a revival or something, and sit in the pews. <coughs> huh? And they'll sit there and listen to the preacher preach. Huh? And I tell you, the conviction will come. What's happening? He's preaching the word of God. He's, he's got the sword out. Huh? And he's swinging the sword. Huh? And that individual, I'll tell you, God's spirit will get on him and get all over him. And it reveals his life. It shows him and it's telling him all the things that, it, that it's wrong with him. And the guilt, huh? And he's sitting there and he says, what's going on? What is, I tell you, one of my neighbors, somebody's told me, sold the preacher all about my character and my life. You ever heard of that? I've heard of it a few times down through the years. They know and the preacher knows everything about me. Huh? Hallelujah. What was that? It was the sword of God. Amen. Piercing the soul. Right. <laughs> you get it this morning? Amen. You see what I'm saying? As that physical sword that the soldiers have cut men to pieces and killed them, that God has this spiritual sword and He's piercing through the heart and soul of men. Right. Yes. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Cutting and dividing asunder. And I want to tell you, He told these Ephesians, He said, There's nothing hid. God sees it all. I tell you, we got these machines today in the hospitals and in the doctor's office. And they x-ray men's bodies. And they can know and see so much. But God has the true Mm -hmm. (laughs) x-ray. That sees right down to the soul and spirit and intentions of men. Praise God. Yes. That's what he was getting at. Paul was saying here. What a great analogy. Uh, we got to keep going, church. We got to stay true to God and make it to heaven. Huh? Let's look here real quick. No, I'm going to quit. He said here, seeing then when we have a, a great high priest that is passing to the heavens, the Son of, of God, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast 
the profession of our faith. I want to tell you something this morning. Praise God, listen to me. Huh? God set this up with Moses and the priest, huh? You remember the story, huh? How the great high priest once a year went into the temple. He went through the first veil. Huh? There were two veils, huh? In the holy place, huh? He went in one, the first veil. And when he went into the first veil in the temple, my friend, the priest, the other priest, not the high priest, but the other priest, they never seen him anymore. But he disappeared behind the veil. And he walked through the, that room. I tell you, the next veil was the holies of holies. Huh? Where the Ark of the Covenant was. huh? Where, where the, the cherubims was. And I tell you, it was, a, it was a place where God was. That's what it symbolized. Mm -hmm. huh? And he went through the second veil. Huh? Into the holies of holies. Huh? To atone for the people's sins. Huh? And listen, for his sin too. Yes. <laughs> he was earthly. Huh? But we have a high priest. Amen. <laughs> the Son of God, Jesus, the divine Son of God. I tell you, it's sad, huh? When he died on the cross, that the, the veil in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Hallelujah! It was an analogy that we have access to God. Right. Huh? Through Jesus Christ. Huh? He ripped it right in half. Praise God! Hallelujah! Huh? And this great high priest, huh? I tell you, he took all of our sins. And laid him on himself. Huh? He was the great sacrifice and the atonement. Huh? Those blood of goats, goats and bulls, that was the system that was set up. And now we have a higher system, the best system. And Jesus took all of our sins, huh? And took him to the cross and died for us, huh? Hallelujah. Huh? And listen, my friend, he was the Son of God. My friend, and he went in, huh? And he made atonement. And then what happened? He went right on up to heaven. Do you remember the story? Listen, when it said uh, they were, he was out there on the mount, huh? Peter, James, and John, huh? And it said uh, that a cloud came down and he was delivered out of their sight, huh? Remember that story, huh? They were so amazed. They were so puzzled. They seen Christ ascend on to heaven. Just like the scripture saying this morning. They seen him go up. Huh? Right. What did the angel say? This same Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, come back in like manner. Yes. Lord God. As you've seen him go. And he is. He's coming back for you and I. Right. Huh? And then I thought about this, and I'm done. This is such a great scripture. <coughs> Listen, I want you to hold on to this, huh? Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing this morning, it says here, it says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, that's our weaknesses, huh? but was at all points tempted like uh, as we are yet without sin. Huh? Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Yeah. Huh? 
Listen, I want to tell you something this morning. Jesus, huh, was divine, had the divine nature of God. He was God. Huh? He had the divine nature. And then he took on the human nature, huh? Like you and I, huh? Through Mary, huh? Conceived of the Holy Ghost, huh? And took on that human nature, huh? There's one thing that he never had, and that was the sinful nature. Right. <laughs> he never had it, huh? Do you remember when God created Adam? Adam had no sin nature. There was no sin in him, huh? Until he sinned and went against God. And then that sin nature came in and, and we inherited all that uh, from Adam. Christ was the second Adam. <laughs> the pure Adam, huh? The, the one, huh? That cleanses. But I want to tell you something. He came down here and lived this life. And this, and this verse has just said it. It just said it so clearly that he was tempted. He was tried. He was tested. He went through sorrow. He went through pain. And all these things that you and I go through down here on this earth, Jesus felt them. Huh? And the reason was, huh? The reason was that he took all this on him. Huh? So when he died on the cross, huh, and gave his life and ascended to the heaven, well, that's where he is right now, to right hand of the Father. He's able to make intercession for you and I. Praise God. He knows. Huh? I tell you, you ever heard that song? I don't know who's singing. It said, He knows. He knows. I tell you, He does know this morning what we're going through and what we're facing. Huh? Praise God. He knows our lives. He knows our pain. He knows our trouble. He knows our infirmities, which is our weakness. He knows all about them. And He's able to give us mercy and grace. Huh? Right, Come boldly to the throne of grace this morning and give Christ all your problems and troubles and everything that you're facing and dealing with. huh? And He'll have mercy upon you. huh? And He'll give you the grace. We preached about grace last week. He'll give you the saving grace to go on. Huh? Right. To the very end. I want to tell you something. <clears throat> I read this scripture. <clears throat> Not everybody's going to heaven. Huh? But only the faithful. Only the believer and the dedicated, the ones that are dedicated. The unbeliever and those who don't trust in God, they're not going to enter into his rest. Huh? That's what the Bible says. So we gotta keep laboring, huh? We gotta keep, we gotta be diligent, huh? To keep a hold of this profession of our faith, huh? You remember when you got saved? You remember when the Lord changed your life, huh? Hold on to that, huh? Keep it going. Hang on tight to that faith, that transformation that God has given you, huh? Hold on to it, huh? Will he'll take us to the end of this Christian life. Yes. Amen. I tell you, we're living in a time and a day that the church is being tested and tried. Mm -hmm. Huh? Now, I don't get to around any other churches, but I hear stories. I hear 
things that are happening. The churches are falling away from the divine word of God and the authority of the word of God. Huh? They're falling away from it. They're compromising. They're giving in to the things of this world, the pressures of the world. Huh? They want to be accepted. They want to be recognized to the world. Huh? I don't have anything against anybody in the world. The church is to reach the world, to reach the lost. But when it comes to compromising, huh, what's in the book, huh, in the divine word of God, huh, that's where you'll go wrong. Right. You compromise your convictions and what the Holy Spirit has told you and how you should live your life, you'll compromise there. Mm 